during a severe storm. He made his way around one sharp curve. And as he turned, he lost control of his car and began sliding off the road into a steep cliff. At the last possible moment, he leaped out of his car and the car went down the cliff, crashing, crashing, crashing all the way down. This young investment banker narrowly escaped with his life. Barely, barely. But what happened is that when he was jumping out of the car, his right arm got stuck on the hinge of the door. And as he jumped out of the car, it tore off his arm at the shoulder. A trucker witnessed the accident in his rearview mirror. He quickly stopped his truck and ran over to see how he could help. He found the man standing at the edge of the road, looking down at his automobile in the valley below. And he was crying, my BMW, my new BMW. He didn't even know. He was totally oblivious to the wound that he had on his body. The trucker pointed to the banker's shoulder and said, Mister, you've got bigger problems than that car. We've got to find your arm so the surgeons can sew it back on. The banker looked where his arm used to be and he said, Oh no, my Rolex, my new Rolex. <laughs> this whole story is a little bit made up. But it really does give us a truth, a sobering truth. It gives us the fact, just like this video, that materialism deceives us to such an extent that the physical seems to be of more value than the spiritual. Money is one of the most important subjects of our entire life. Some of the life's greatest moments and greatest enjoyments and greatest disappointments come from our decisions about money. The greatest joys but the greatest disappointments all come from money. Whether you have great peace of mind or whether you have tremendous anxiety will depend on getting your finances under control. So how do we know we have a problem? That's where these notes come in. How do we know we have a problem? Well, there's a whole lot of ways that we can tell how we have a problem. We begin, number one, living on credit instead of paying cash. What does that mean? That means that we run out of money before the end of the month, sometimes before the end of the week. Sometimes the money is run out before you even got your paycheck. It's already spent. You can tell you've got a problem if you're living on credit cards. If your credit card bills are going up and up and up, you may have a problem. Second way to know that you've got a problem is that you're delaying payment or you're paying minimum due. You're beginning to miss payments. 
You got that tension building up inside of you. You're beginning to bounce checks, paying one credit card with another credit card. I don't know how many of you have ever done that, but when you begin to pay one credit card with another credit card, you're in trouble. Because I'll let you know something, credit card companies love minimum due. They love it. Because that interest pays them more than what you paid for that particular item. You pay three and four more times. Just like that video said, with interest, that's with interest. You may have gotten what you got right now, but you're paying for it three and four times more. Number three, if you have a problem, is if you're unable to tithe or save. If you can't give 10% to God, if you cannot put 10% of your uh, money in a savings account, you've got a problem. You want, I know that there's many of you sitting here right now where you're, you know, when the offering basket comes by, you want to give more. You really, really want to give more. But you feel like you're up to here in debt. You feel like you can't make it. You feel like you're struggling so much. But I'm going to let you know something. If you are not tithing to God, you are robbing from him. That's the word of God. If you are not giving to God what belongs to him, you are robbing him. I'll tell you something. I would, I would rather rob my credit cards than rob God. And I'd advise you, rob your MasterCard, rob your American Express, rob your Visa, rob anybody else, rob pennies, rob Macy's. Do not rob God. Because the re there's repercussions for robbing God. God has to be first in your life if you want to get out of debt. If you can get that through your spirit, through your mind, through your heart, you will be able to find yourself being able to get out of debt. God has to be first. Number four. How do you know you have a problem? If you have extravagant spending going on in your life. Constantly spending on stuff that we don't need to impress people we don't even like. See, we live in an area where there's a lot of stuff that is everybody wants. We all want toys. We all want clothes. We all like stuff. But really, do we need it? Do we really need all the stuff that we want. And number five, this is how you know we got a problem, is that you're constantly looking for get-rich-quick ideas. You're always looking for that. I can make a fast buck. I can do it underneath the table. I can, you know, uh, just get the money that I want and get out of debt. If you're not in debt right now, get rich schemes, get rich quick schemes will get you in debt. And it, when you're in debt, you are the ones that are ripe for this kind of scheme to come into your life. Somebody comes around and you've got this massive debt and somebody says, you know what? I got a way you can make some quick money. And immediately your ears perk up, your whole spirit, yeah, tell me how it is. How can I do it? How can I get the money that I need now? 
Proverbs 21.5 says, Careful planning puts you ahead in the long run. Hurry and scurry puts you further behind. Which means if you're not planning, then you're going to be able, you're going to fail. You can't get rich quick. You know what the biggest get rich quick scheme is that all of us are, that we see every day? The lottery. The lottery. That is the biggest get rich quick scheme around. It sells you the idea you just might win. You just might be that one in three million people. But if you buy a lottery ticket, you know what that says about you? Loser. That's all you are. Loser. You are going to be part of that 99.99999% that are going to lose. You cannot get rich quick. People who play the lottery, statistics, they, they've done a whole statistics on this. People who play the lottery are four times more in debt than those who don't play. Imagine how, many, how much money you would save by not playing the lottery. Imagine. There's just something inside of us that we want to be able to get something for nothing. We want to be able to pay a dollar and get a million back. If, it, if it's too good to be true, it's too good to be true. See, we all want to be out of bondage. And we all think, if I can get rich quick, that's going to do it. But the bondage isn't the debt. The bondage is inside of you. You are the one. Not the bills. You. It's not going to be able to get you out of your predicament overnight. I don't care what. If you got a million dollars today, you'll probably pay off your debt, and guess what? You'll make more. You want to know statistics have shown about the people who have won the lottery? They've lost their homes. They've lost their cars. They've lost their families. Last night, I was uh, flipping through the channels, and I was watching, uh, I don't know how many of you saw it on channel, I don't even know, four or seven, one of the, there was called the Repo Man. And being a repo man right now is making money because they are repossessing left and right. Repossessing houses, repossessing cars, repossessing boats. And, and uh, it had these guys, and they were the repo man, and they were the ones that were going in there. They, they went into houses that people had taken everything. When, they, when their house was, going, was being foreclosed, they stole Everything, everything that they could take, water heater, air conditioner. I mean, they stripped the house that it was just clean. How sad is that? How sad is that that, that people are so desperate? There, there was a man who, they were repossessing his boat. Beautiful, beautiful boat. And he was standing there. And the, the repo man just had given him his papers, and he got the key. And, and the guy, they were asking him, how do you feel about this right now? Because we're repossessing your boat. He was on camera. And he said, well, when I bought this boat, I really loved it. And I bought it, and it was 
only 20% of my income. And now it's 60% of my income and I can't afford it. So I'm willing to let it go. How many of us are trying to hold on to something that we're not supposed to be having anymore? Paul warned in 1 Timothy 6, 9, he says, those who desire to be rich fall into temptation and a snare. The Greek word for snare tells us that it's a nature of materialism. What it refers to is that there's, it's the way that wild animals are caught. There is a hole that is dug in the earth and it's filled with sharp stakes on the bottom. And then they cover it with grass so that when a wild animal is going across, he doesn't know he falls into this hole and the stake there underneath grabs a hold of him and pierces him and he can't move. And that's so much like what materialism does to us where we don't even suspect it. It's got green grass. It looks so nice. And we go over there thinking, this is going to be great. And we fall into the pit, and it grabs us, and it doesn't let us go. So what does God say about getting out of debt? Well, the Bible tells us how to get out of debt. If you follow the biblical principles that I want to share with you tonight, you will find yourself coming out of debt. How many of you want to get out of debt? I mean, really want to get out of debt. Okay, let me, let me first tell you this. You're not going to get out of debt tomorrow. You didn't get into debt overnight. You're not going to get out of debt overnight. But if you begin to apply these principles, you will begin to see daylight. And while we're getting out of debt, every single one of us, while we are getting out of debt... I want to let you know something. God is going to begin to do something in your life. You know what he wants to do? He wants to develop our character. It's our character. Because when we're in debt, it says something about our character. It says that we have a character deficiency. When we have a character deficiency, we go into debt. And we go into debt because we don't trust God. That's why. But as God begins to lower our debt, he will begin to raise our character. And character development takes time. It doesn't happen overnight, just like getting out of debt takes time. But tonight I want to share with you steps on how to get out of debt. All right? Everybody ready? The first one, commit to getting out of debt now, you have to make a spiritual and intellectual commitment, a spiritual commitment with your, with your heart and an intellectual commitment with your mind. Okay, I'm going to get out of debt because debt is a spiritual issue. It's not a financial issue. It's a spiritual issue. When we go into debt without knowing how we're going to pay the debt, we put ourselves in a spiritual condition, what the Bible calls wickedness. It's a bad place to be. I saw the play Wicked. Good play. I wouldn't want to be in a place called Wicked. Psalm 37:21 says this, the wicked borrow and never return. The righteous gives and gives. Generous gets it all in the end. Stingy is cut off at the pass. 
Now let me say this. The wicked borrow and never return. Those of you who have had credit cards and you're avoiding paying them, you need to pay them. You got the credit card, you need to pay it. You got the stuff, you need to pay them. Don't change your name, don't change your phone number, don't change your address, and I know who I'm talking to. Don't put your dog as, as the person who lives at your house now. They moved. The people call on the phone, oh no, they don't live here anymore. And you try to get out of paying. Be a person of integrity. Be a person of integrity. When your landlord comes knocking, they want the rent. Don't just be quiet and not answer the door. When your mortgage company calls after they've sent you letter after letter after letter, don't avoid talking to them. You made the debt, you pay. The wicked borrow and never pay. I do not want anyone in here to have that kind of a curse on their life, to be in a place of wickedness. You need to be able to make that commitment to have the willpower to say, you know what, I'm going to pay it back. I made the debt. I don't care if I'm $20,000 in debt. I don't care if I'm $50,000 in debt. $50 a month, you pay it. I remember telling somebody, they said they had no money, none whatsoever. So they were going to try and, and, and uh, claim a chapter 11 or a chapter 13. I told them, you know what, that is not of God. That is not of God, to be able to make the debt, get the car, get the clothes, get all the toys, and say, you know what, wipe the slate clean. I can't pay you back. That is not of God. You pay $5 a month. You pay $10 a month. You pay your debt. God will not be glorified in your life when you try to get out of it with a chapter 11 or a chapter 13 where you try to avoid paying your debtor because you don't have the money. You have the money. You get money when you need it. You'll find a way to get it when you need it. But when you need to pay your debts. You need to have that kind of commitment. You need to be able to have that discipline. You need to be able to have that kind of character development to pay your debt. Now, what's going to be able to commit you to getting out of debt? Delayed gratification. I cannot have that iPod, iPhone, iMac, i-everything. I cannot have that brand new car. I cannot have that, those brand new clothes. I cannot have it right now. That's what maturity is. Maturity is delayed gratification. I can't have what I want right now, but guess what? I'm going to start working toward it. I'm going to start saving for it. I'm going to start putting money away. I'm going to start believing God for something, but you prepare for it. You don't go into debt for it. Delayed gratification. It takes delayed gratification to produce trust. Trust that God is going to come through. See, we all got into debt, and I, I'm, I'm in the same boat. We've all gotten into debt before. And you know why we did? Because we failed to trust God. 
That's the bottom line. We failed to trust him. We didn't trust him to meet all of our needs. He promised to meet all of our needs. We sing the song, you are our provider. You are our source. You are our strength. We sing it, but many times we don't believe it. We don't believe it here, and we don't believe it here. That's what he promised. He promised to meet our needs. But we didn't trust him enough to get us what we wanted, so what we did is we got it for ourselves. We got that car. We got that motorcycle. We got that house. We got those toys. We got whatever we wanted, but we got it because we wanted it now. He promised to meet all of our needs, not all of our greeds. So, commit to start getting out of debt now. Secondly, start paying God and yourself first. Now, some of you are saying, oh, pay myself? All right. First, let's deal with the principle of tithing and saving. That's what paying yourself is, saving. Whatever monies come into your life, and I mean whatever monies, you need to give the first 10% to God. That's what a tithe is. A tithe is 10% off the top. Not a question, not off the bottom, off the top. Notice that guy? God is the one that gave him the whole pie. And that's how we are. We cut a, a portion off to the house, a portion off to car one and car two, a portion off to clothes, a portion off to all the uh, credit cards, all of that. And then we go like this. Whenever it's offering time, we go like this to God. Mm, you know God. You know, and we try to like, you know, nobody watch. No, you know, and, and we, we, we put our hand up just like that, but we do it in the spirit. Like, okay, you know, hurry, pass that basket, quick, quick. Pretend. We, and, and we pretend like we got something in our hand and we grab it and there's nothing in there. The reason that you can't delay gratification is because we have mixed up priorities. Our priorities are mixed up. If you want to get out of debt, you're going to have to get your priorities in place. Giving to God first puts your priorities in place. Some of you say, I'm so in debt, I can't afford to pay my tithes. I can't afford to give to God. If you only knew I don't even have enough money to get gas to go to work. I don't have any money. You do not want to not give to God. You just don't. Don't pay something else. Don't pay, you know, don't go for these big old lunches every day. Don't go out to eat. Don't do a lot of things, but don't neglect giving to God what belongs to him. Because when you give to God what belongs to him, you get a blessing on what's left. But when you don't give to God, when you don't put him first, the Bible says that you bring a curse upon yourself. You bring a curse upon your finances. You do it. That is what tithing is all about. There comes power and there comes blessing in tithing.
Sometimes you may think, you know what, it doesn't make sense to pay tithes. It just, you know, when I look at all my bills, my bills don't match up. Well, I'm going to let you know what it takes. It's going to take faith. It actually is going to take faith, and, and faith never makes sense. It just doesn't. It doesn't make sense that we're doing a lot of this stuff. It doesn't make sense, but that's what faith does. And if you did it because everything matched up, then it wouldn't be faith. Faith means giving to him first. Doesn't matter if everything else matches underneath, giving to him first. Deuteronomy 14.23 says this, Set aside 10% of your wine and olive oil and the firstborn of every cow, sheep, and goat. Now you have to understand that back in the Old Testament days, those were their, uh, that was money. It represented money. Wine and olive oil and cows and sheep and goats. That was their money. It said, set aside 10% of all that. Take these to the place where the Lord chooses to be worshipped and eat them there. This will teach you to always respect the Lord your God. So the purpose of tithing, according to Deuteronomy 14.23, is to teach us to put God first, to respect him. And when God is first in our lives, our priorities are in order and we can pay our tithes and get out of debt. We need to get out of this spiritual state of wickedness that debt puts us in. And then we need to pay ourselves. The Bible says that there is a right way to distribute your finances. There's a right way to spend your money. Now, those of you who are taking notes, I want you to write this. 10, 10, 10, and 70. 10, 10, 10, and 70. This is how we're supposed to spend our money. When you get finances, when you get your paycheck, 10% off the top goes to God. The other 10% goes to savings. The next 10%, only 10, goes to paying down your debt. Or if you don't have any debt, then it goes into a long-term investment. And then the 70 is what's left over for you to live on. The 70 will pay for your home, your car, your gas, your utilities, your ice cream, whatever it is. The 70. You'll need to learn to live in the 70. Not in the 80, not in the 90, and definitely not in the 100. You need to learn uh, to live off the 70. You can learn to live on less. And learning to live on less is going to get you out of debt. It really is. The third thing you need to do to get out of debt is to write down what you have or what you owe. Put it down on paper. Proverbs 24.3 says, Through skillful and godly wisdom is a house built, and by understanding it is established. Good understanding is knowing your finances. Don't be afraid of finding out what you owe. Some of you don't even want to know. You're just like, okay, just pay the minimum on this, minimum. Get all your bills together and find out what you owe. Do what you got to do. Find out what you owe and then be able to commit that to God. The fourth thing you got to do 
or you should do is have a sale. When I mean have a sale, have a flea market, have a garage sale, go on eBay, do whatever you got to do. Sell what you got and pay that money down and get out of debt. For some of the guys, it's giving away some of those toys. You, some of you guys collect cars. You collect motorcycles. You collect phones. You collect all computers. You collect toys. Let them go. Let them go. Women, sometimes we got to let go of the stuff that we wear on our body or we wear on our shoulder. Let it go. Now, are you going to get everything you paid for on it? Nope. It's used. How could you get what you paid for? But it's going to give you some finances to get out of debt. Let me ask you something right now. When you think of all of your stuff, what won't you sell? What is something that you say, oh, no. Okay, I can, I can sell this, and I can, oh, but I, I, I can't sell that. That is, no, no, don't ask. Just don't even ask me. Don't even go there. So my question to you is, is that your idol? Is that something that you just won't give up? Is that more important than God in your life? The fifth thing, moving right along. Set up a repayment plan. You're not going to get out of debt accidentally. You're going to get out of debt intentionally. I, I, I heard this and I, I started to laugh because if anybody would get this, it would be this congregation. It says, getting into debt is like getting drunk. The buzz comes immediately. The hangover comes afterward. When you first buy, oh, man, you got a buzz. Man, you're so excited till the bill comes. Then the hangover comes. Dealing with the hangover is our debt. Set up a plan. Pay $5, $10, $15. Pay whatever you can pay, but set up some kind of a plan and be intentional. Pay one at a time. If you have five credit cards... First of all, put them away. Then begin to start paying on your credit cards. Begin to start paying on the smallest one. Then when you finish paying on the smallest one, then tackle the next one, and you tackle the next one, and you tackle the next one. The one that, that, that really upsets you, that we always have one bill that, man, why did I ever get this bill? You're mad. Even when it comes through the mail, you're mad. Pay that one off. Because that one really irritates you. Pay that one off. Some of you are like, well, I, I don't know how to do this. For those of you who don't know how to pay or how to use your money, this is how I learned. And, and we learned this through the crown class. We learned this, you know, I, I did this for many years at the beginning of my marriage. Because we didn't have that much money. And so I would cash the check and I would get a whole bunch of envelopes. And I would put tithe, and I'd put the money in there. And then I'd put rent, and I'd put the money in there. And I'd put the car payment, put the money in there. And I'd put uh, food, put the money in there. And then when all the money was gone, whatever I had left over, that was my play money. That was movie money 
or ice cream money or fun money. Sometimes it wasn't a whole lot. Sometimes it was like $3. Sometimes it was 20 Sometimes we even had more. But we learned to pay our bills like that. We didn't dip into the envelope to say, well, let me just borrow this 20 and I'll pay it back. You're not going to pay it back. You already know you're not. Don't dip. Don't dip. Don't even look at it. You pay it and you put it in the envelope, seal it up, it's done. It's gone. It's as good as gone. And that's how you're going to get out of debt. Because debt is like a financial cancer. If you found out today that you had cancer, you would begin to immediately find out everything you could about that cancer. You'd go on the internet. You'd talk to people. You'd get to doctors. You'd go for appointments. You'd do whatever you had to do to find out how to get rid of this cancer. Well, debt is like cancer. Do whatever you need to do to get out of it, to get rid of it in your life. And then, once you set up this repayment plan, the last thing, number six, says add no new debt. You are not going to be able to have that freedom and that liberty. You're going to have a revolving door if you can't stop buying. Now, all of you got this little card, right? All together, you want to grab your card? We're going to say it together. Number one, two, and three. What does it say? Don't be obsessed with getting more material things. Be satisfied with what you have. Hebrews 13, 5. Now, you all have this card. You know what I want you to do with this card? I want you to tape it to the back of your credit card. And every time you want to pull it out, this is what you see. Now, for those of you who have more than one credit card, we have more cards for you. You can have as many as you want. Tape it in the back. And when you pull it out to, to use it, you're not going to be able to use it because this is going to be taped on the back. You can't run it through. It won't go. just won't go. And then you'll remind yourself that whatever you want to buy may not be that important. If it's a necessity, then get it. If it's a live or die situation, then do it. But if it's just to fulfill a want or fulfill a need or, or just because you want to have it, bring out your card. Tape it to the back. I'm serious. We have more cards, and I made up more than enough cards just for that reason, for everybody to have enough. Stop buying things you don't need. Stop avoiding your creditors. Proverbs 16, 7 says, When your ways please the Lord, he makes your enemies into friends. Sometimes your enemy could just be that credit card company. But when your ways please the Lord, he can make them your friend. Number seven. Oh, I, I, would, I did stop avoiding your, your creditors. Number eight, and this is the last one. Stick to it and trust God. See, getting out of debt is not going to be easy. It's going to take some hard work, and it's going to be difficult. But I guarantee you these principles do work. And God is going to get you out of debt. Some of you, you want to get out of debt so bad, but you need to start making right decisions. 
It's going to take some time. You didn't get into it overnight. You're not going to get out of it overnight. The time that it's going to take to get you out of debt is the time that God is going to take to build your character. Building your character is what's going to make sure you don't get back into debt. You, if somebody gave you all the money and you paid all your bills, you may not have the character to stay out of debt. You may get back into debt. How many of us have gotten out of debt and we're, oh man, we're free, we're free. And then all of a sudden we find ourselves six months later, where did this debt come from? Because the character still needed to grow. The character still needed to be developed on the inside. Unless your character is built, you're going to fall into the same rut of being overwhelmed with debt. We have to be transformed to stay out of debt. We have to trust God. Don't trust the easy credit. Why do you think they have stands everywhere you go? Get a visa. Don't do anything. Just sign your name. Here you have a visa. Everybody wants to give you a credit card. Everybody. And they'll give it to you. You don't even have to. I mean, you could just be a, a, a freshman, a sophomore in high school. They'll give you a credit card. People have gotten credit cards in their dogs' names, in their cats' names. But you need to be able to trust God and not your credit card. Galatians 6, 9 says, let's not get tired of doing what is good. For at just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. Now there's a lot of debt represented in this room tonight. I just want you to imagine just for a second what it would be like to not have no debt. None. I mean, yeah, in the mail you'll get your utility bill, your water bill, your, you know, your cable bill, maybe your mortgage bill, but that's it. You're not going to get anything else. No Macy's, no pennies, no visa, no nothing. That's all you're going to get. That's freedom. That is real freedom. Not to be bound to debt is freedom. So I want you to make two commitments tonight. The first commitment that I want you to make is that you will follow God's financial plan. Memorize Hebrews 13.5. Memorize it. Don't be obsessed with getting more material things. Be satisfied with what you have. So the first thing is you follow God's financial plan. And secondly, that you follow the biblical guidelines and make a date for you to get out of debt. Like you say, you know what? I'm going to start sticking to it and I'm going to be out of debt in a year or two years, or three years, or five years, but you stick to it and you believe God that by this date, you're going to be out of debt. You need to make a decision to commit your financial life to God, and then you have to live it out by giving your full tithe regularly. Not sometimes, regularly. You have to stop robbing God. You got to stop. You have to give your full tithe. Not 2%, not 5%, the full tithe. There's a story of a little girl who had a beautiful fake pearl necklace. And she wore those pearls every day. And she cherished those pearls as her most prized possession. She had a special pouch that she would store them in at night so that they wouldn't get lost. 
And every night when her father would tuck her into the bed, he would ask her, could I have those pearls? And every night she would tell him, no, daddy, no. They're mine. She couldn't understand why he always wanted to take her pearls from her. She always told him, I can't give them to you. I need them. They're mine. And every night this would go on. Every night he would ask her for the pearls. And finally, finally, one night she tells her daddy, okay, if you want him that much, I'll give him to you. It was an enormous sacrifice for her, but the love that she had for her father overcame her need for possessing those pearls. The day after she let go of those pearls, her father bought her a real strand of pearls. He was just waiting for her to let go, to let go so that he could give her something better to let go so that he could give her the treasure that he had for her. But she had to grow into maturity. She had to grow into that place where she would not hoard, but she'd be willing to give. How many of us might be holding on to something counterfeit, that God wants to give us the real thing, but we're holding on, we're saying, I can't, I can't. You don't really realize the real treasure that God has for you. You don't realize that when you let go and you open your hands, that's when God gives. And the Lord is asking tonight, can you trust me? Can you trust me? Can I have what you got? Will you let it go and will you give it to me? Will you make a decision to get out of debt? Can you make a commitment to give God your financial life so that you can take care of your debt? in your life so that you can grow in your character. Stand with me tonight. I don't want anybody moving around. I want every head bowed and every eye closed. We need to cancel our debt. We need to stop living with this bondage in our life. But it's going to take a commitment, a real commitment. According to these notes and what I've talked about tonight, the first thing you got to do is give God what belongs to him. That's how you're going to get out of debt. And then secondly... You're going to have to stick to it. Stick to the 10, 10, 10, 70. As you may have noticed, we didn't pick up an offering tonight. And the reason we didn't pick up an offering is because the offering is here at the altar. As you prepare to give your life, as you prepare to get out of debt, you have to prepare to be willing to give. This is God's word. It's not me. It's not, it's not my word. It's God's word. 
And you got to be willing to make that commitment to commit your life to Christ. All of us have some kind of financial debt, but I think more importantly, there are people here who have a sin debt. There might be sin in your life, and you need to deal with it. I don't want to see you just debt-free. I want to see you sin-free. And God can do that for you tonight. What I want you to do is I want you to get in groups of two and three. I don't want anybody leaving. Just get in groups of two or three. And I want you to take this card. And I want you to repeat it. And then I want you to pray for each other to get out of debt tonight. I want you to repeat this scripture. God is going to get you out of debt. And just pray for each other that you would commit to it.